This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All righty, hour number two of our radio program. That's right, it is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Halloween to all. And uh, we're having some fun today. Pens are down. The exams are getting collected. We'll tell you what happened with the NFL trade deadline in just a second. Fun hour number one of our radio program when the coach of Oregon, fresh off the practice field, Dan Lanning, did stop by with us. The Ducks only have one loss on the season, and we're all hoping that there is a rematch, Washington and Oregon, in the Pac-12 championship game. And we just joined a few moments ago by Dalvin Cook and all indications so far. Maybe something happens in the next few minutes where it gets reported, but it looks like Dalvin Cook is staying with the New York Jets. And with it being Halloween, I'm dressed up today as Connor Stallings, the scout at Michigan or Harbaugh's best friend, and I'm in my Michigan hat, my Michigan Army sweatshirt, have khaki pants on as well, got the headset and the binoculars with some sunglasses too, as I'm kind of incognito. And Mike McDaniel is on the other side of the glass in Stu Kovacs. Stu, you know, someone just commented and said to me, oh, like, are you wearing khakis? And I could stand up real quickly. I don't know if this is going to be the best visual, but you could kind of see, oh, it's yeah, definitely not the best visual. You're getting like a junk shot right there on the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. But uh, you do see some khaki pants right there. Uh, for Stu, can, I don't know how you're going to show this. Well, first off, I have a few questions. You do look like Mike McDaniel. Where did you get the Dolphins sweatshirt because I feel as if Stu only wears his team gear did you buy that or did you have that somewhere uh in your house yeah aside from college sports uh I really only wear my team stuff uh so yes this was an Amazon purchase that may be an Amazon return in the next uh few days oh you didn't cut off the tags I I did not wow so you're gonna wear it. It's gonna we'll be. We'll see. I might keep it. I, I don't mind the dolphin, so I, I'm thinking about it. I'm 50-50 at this point. If you want to bid on Stu's game you sweatshirt, eight five five two one two four CBS. He it may have been worn, maybe not, by Mike McDaniel. I think we could sell it. It would kind of be one of those uh, certification companies that say something's real and it's not actually real, and we could post a photo and see if people actually believe Mike McDaniel wore that. But do me a favor. I don't know how you're going to do this. Like maybe you have to stand up on your chair, but those chairs are very flimsy. Not that Stu's a big guy and he would break that chair, but look at the dedication here by Stu as he's standing up on the table. Oh, this is another junk shot. I don't know if this is great, but Stu kind of has the Capri's look and look at those calves. Oh, yeah. Sexy Stu. Stu, 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 Stu. Look at Stu right there. And then uh, Mickey Mouse in Samter. 
is on the other side of the glass. Uh, his beautiful baby, his daughter, dressed up as Minnie Mouse, so very cute. And Samter has the Mickey Mouse ears on and even the bow tie. And uh, even has the white gloves, right? Ha ha, I sure do. <laughs> Man, you are really creepy when you do that. <laughs> so it's a fun day here on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Oh. Just don't use that M word. It's so gross. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> M. M. I was like, Michael. what the heck did you just say? M as in Michael. Gotcha. Not what? the other one. Moist? Ugh. I can't really Gosh. call you moist today. That wouldn't be good. No, that wouldn't fit with my costume. Yeah. All right. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Um, let's get into the NFL trade deadline. Uh, what a day this has been. Um, so here are the big stories. Remember yesterday where it was basically said that Josh Dobbs was going to be the guy. And then out of nowhere, it's, oh, we're actually benching Josh Dobbs and we're going to Clayton Toon. And Kyler Murray's just not ready quite yet for the Arizona Cardinals. Well, Josh Dobbs got traded to the Minnesota Vikings. And we were speculating. And Jaron Hall will start this week for the Minnesota Vikings. But we were speculating who the Vikings could sign or maybe trade for. Maybe Jameis Winston. That was a name that we threw out there. And it was a name that I saw there was like some report on the on the internet, which I don't know if it was from a credible source or not, that the Vikings are trying to get a deal done with the Saints. But there wasn't that many great names that we were gravitating towards when it came to the Minnesota Vikings. But now they make the move for Josh Dobbs. All right, it's competent. And he's someone that was fine with really no talent around him with the Arizona Cardinals. And now it's just like one of those things where is Jaron Hall going to give the job up to Josh Dobbs? And also, for a player like Josh Dobbs, you've been in the league for a while. You've come from one place to another. Last year, right, walks right into Tennessee and and gets on the field. So I don't know how long it's going to take him to really dissect the playbook and understand the playbook as well. But for this week, he is not going to get the start in Josh Dobbs to the Vikings as he's just getting to Minnesota, and it is going to be Jaron Hall for another week with Kirk Cousins done for the season with the torn Achilles. Let me just play a little game here. And I'm just going to play the game of, do you think the Minnesota Vikings made this phone call? And just give me a yes or a no on the other side. Do you think the Minnesota Vikings made a phone call to Ben Roethlisberger at all? Who Big Ben's now been out of league for two years. He does the footballing podcast. Did Big Ben get a phone call from the Minnesota Vikings? No. No. I would agree. No as well. Because his arm was shot at the end of his career. Now, how about someone that there was a report this offseason that maybe, just maybe, he would have been starting in the Super Bowl for the San Francisco 49ers? Do you think Phillip Rivers, who's been out for a while, got a call? Phillip Rivers, by the way, is now 41 years old, if you want to feel a little bit older. No. I, I still say no. Yeah, and me neither. I wouldn't surprise me if maybe they thought about making a phone call, but I don't think they actually made that phone call. Now, do you think Tom Brady got a phone call from the Minnesota Vikings? Because that's one they should make, and you at least have to have Tom Brady say no, but did the Vikings make that phone call to TB12. Yes or no? Nope. 
I I think it's more likely than the other two, but I still say no. I think they may have reached out to his agent. This is just a guess. Like, hey, does Tom have any interest? Not a direct phone call to Brady, but you at least got to explore there with a team that's now 4-4, four and four, and you're eventually going to be getting Justin Jefferson back. So right now, whether they made the phone calls or not, doesn't matter because they traded for Josh Dobbs so it would indicate any of those guys that are out there, even if they made the phone call, they either said no or the Vikings just sat back and never actually placed the phone call. Now let's get to Chase Young. So Chase Young goes to the 49ers for a third-round pick. Chase Young has been up and down more disappointing than someone that we are blown away by. But this is a good landing spot. You have a 49ers team where they're not as bad as the way that they're playing the last three weeks. I still ultimately believe come January they're going to be one of the better teams in the NFL. But with Steve Wilkes going in there, this defense, which has been so dominant, has now done a 180 with Steve Wilkes being the defensive coordinator after losing your last two defensive coordinators in Robert Sala and also in D'Amico Ryans. So bringing in Chase Young is a low-risk, high-reward. And I have no problem with this move. I am someone that I don't want to say I'm the less sneed of sports talk radio, but I do operate kind of on that philosophy of bleep those draft picks. And when you are the 49ers and you are a team that can win a Super Bowl, I don't think you leave any stone unturned. And this is a move where even if it doesn't work out, I'm okay with the risk based off the potential of what Chase Young could be. And I know what potential means. It means you haven't done it yet. But as long as Chase Young could stay healthy, there's a lot of potential. And even though you have now Josh Harris coming in as the new owner and you no longer have uh, that vile you-know-what in Daniel Snyder running the team, I think a new environment for Chase Young and hopefully new health maybe resurrects and saves his football career. But if you can't get it done in San Francisco as a defensive player, where are you going to be able to get it done? Now, this was probably the most controversial one of the day. Montez Sweat. Not surprising he got traded, but he got traded to the Bears for a second-round pick. Now, this is back-to-back years where the Chicago Bears give up a second-round pick at the trade deadline. Last year, it was, uh, it was for Chase Claypool, who I think is now like a tight end or working to be a tight end on the Miami Dolphins. But... Chase Claypool had one really good season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it was like, oh, the Steelers drafted another good wide receiver. And then really his demise was right after that playoff game against the Browns. Because if memory serves me right, it was Juju Smith-Schuster who before the game said, oh, the Browns is the Browns when talking about Cleveland. And then the next day after the Steelers lost to the Browns, Chase Claypool got on, I want to say it was a Twitch stream. Now, I sound really old after saying I wasn't old, but I think he got on a Twitch stream or some video game stream, whatever it was, and Chase Claypool said, pretty much, yeah, you know, I have no respect for Cleveland and the Chiefs will take care of them next week. But you weren't able to take care of them. When you went up against them, you guys were home, and they beat the snot out of you. And also, Kevin Stefanski had COVID for that game, so you didn't. they didn't even have their coach when the Cleveland Browns walked into your building and just absolutely dominated you. But last year, trading a second for Chase Claypool, I guess the way that the the, um, Bears could 
could justify it was they need to go get a weapon for Justin Fields. Now, it was the wrong weapon. Chase Claypool, he's just not motivated, and he doesn't put all of his effort into football. And I, I don't think you could salvage his career. There's talent there, but if you don't have it mentally, you're not really going to succeed in the league. And now you had the Bears already given up on him after giving up a second-round pick just a year ago at the trade deadline. Now the Bears, though, give up a second-round pick once again to get Montez Sweat. And I'm okay with this move. And I know there's going to be people that say, why give up a second-round draft pick when you could have just signed him in free agency if you wanted him that badly? I don't believe it's a bad thing getting him in your building. And even though there may be changes next year, like the GM could be shown the door at the end of the year. The head coach could be shown the door at the end of the year. Or he could just not like it and get a better offer. You could always franchise tag tag that player, and you have that right. So maybe they like Montez Sweat that much, and that's why you do it. And I'm okay with giving up a second-round pick for Montez Sweat, because even if it's like the 35th or 36th pick of the draft, who you're drafting in the second round, is it going to be better than Montez Sweat? Right now, I would say probably no. So those were some of the big moves today. Other moves, Jalen Johnson of the Bears was given permission to seek a trade. But so far, he has not got dealt, and now we're 12 minutes past the deadline, and about 10 minutes right before the deadline, they said the expectation is he won't get dealt. I think a sneaky move right here, the Buffalo Bills, they needed some corner help because they they did lose uh, their star corner once again, Tredavious White, for the season. They get uh, Rasul Douglas for the Green Bay Packers, who's done a nice job. I know he's bounced around the league in a few places, but Rasul Douglas and a fifth-round pick are going to the Buffalo Bills for a third-round pick. So that's a good depth move, a good depth acquisition for a really underrated quarterback in Rasul Douglas. And I just saw this one, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who was like a, a fine wide receiver, you know, at best a number two, but probably more so a number three. Donovan Peoples-Jones goes to the Lions for a six-round pick. And you know what that tells me? You look at the Lions last night. Sorry to bring this back up, Stu. Sam Laporte is a stud, the rookie tight end. You know how good Amara St. Brown is, and he was playing hurt. They've been up and down on Jamison Williams and had the gambling suspension, the injuries, all of that, and there's been some drops for him. I I don't think the coaching staff is that enamored with Jamison Williams. So bringing in some more competition at the wide receiving position I don't think is the worst thing. And Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think the best way to describe him is he's a solid wide receiver in the league. And you just add some depth to that position where if Jamison Williams doesn't get back on track and doesn't turn out to be the player that you thought he could be, and he has the speed, he has the potential there, um, you know, I I don't think that's a bad move there by by the Detroit Lions. Once again, you you practically gave up nothing to go get him. It was only a six-round pick. So let me just peruse Twitter here. Real quickly, uh, there is nothing really else that has been reported. The Patriots listened, but didn't end up trading Josh Uche or Kyle Duggar or their offense alignment, Michael Wenu from Michigan. And uh, Albert Breer says they never got any calls on Mac Jones or running back Ezekiel Elliott. Real quickly before we uh, take a break here, let me just go through my hot seat rankings. Because last night, that was a big topic of conversation when you have Josh McDaniels basically projectile vomit all over our television screens on Monday Night Football. And you walk away from that game with the takes of, geez, Josh McDaniels should be fired. Jimmy Garoppolo is not the answer. 
and you feel bad for Devontae Adams. But when I go through my hot seat rankings right now, I know this guy just got an extension. We still don't know the details of it. I don't believe Belichick gets fired at the end of this year, but Belichick is on the hot seat. Ultimately, I do believe he's back next year. And the one way he could get fired after this year is at the end of the year when Robert Kraft and Belichick come together and meet. If Belichick shows attitude, if Belichick shows resistance to Kraft and what Kraft is saying, maybe Kraft goes, I don't care if I just extended you. We're going to move on. Uh, Here's a guy that is going to enter the hot seat conversation. He was there before the start of the season. That his team got off to a good start. Now they have fallen and have come back down to earth. Todd Bowles with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look how quickly that changes, where he probably swapped spots with Dennis Allen. Not that the Saints are definitely back. I still think the Falcons win that division. But Todd Bowles uh, back on the hot seat watch in at number four. Three, it's Matt Eberflus. He is an awful coach. I never got that hire by the Chicago Bears. That was a head-scratcher, if you ask me. And sometimes there's head-scratching hires. Like Mike McDaniel, everyone's like, who the heck was that? I'm not talking about Stu, even though he's dressed up as Mike McDaniel today. But Mike McDaniel's turned out to be a really good coach. Uh, When Nick Sirianni got hired at the Eagles, it was like, who the heck is that? That's a head-scratching hire. Turned out to be a really good coach. Matt Eberflus, it was like, really? That's the guy that gets a head coaching job? And the last two years, it has been a disaster with the Chicago Bears. Number two, it's Josh McDaniels. He should be fired. He should be fired right now. But what could save him, and I hate to do this for Stu because it could send him to a really dark place, there is a chance he's back next year because of how cheap Mark Davis is, how it feels like the Raiders are like a poverty franchise. But... They just paid John Gruden a whole lot of money in the settlement. McDaniel's contract is probably five years, I would imagine, because he was a hot commodity with what he did in New England, even though he was a disaster as a head coach in Denver. You're basically going to be paying two coaches to not coach the team and then one coach to coach the team if you get rid of McDaniel's this season. So, Stu, on a scale of 1 to 10, and I put McDaniel's in at number two, and I made it clear he should be fired. But 1 to 10, 1, no way they're going to do it. 10, they're definitely going to do it at the end of the season. Where is your Raider fan confidence level that Mark Davis will actually give uh, Josh McDaniels at the end of the year the pink slip? I wish it was a 10. I think it's probably more like a 3. Wow, that low? I think it's low. I think it'd have to be really bad, like fall off the rails bad for them to part ways with him. Because like you said, I think it's the But what is situation. this right now? If last night's not falling off the rails, you have Devontae Adams slamming his helmet, lost for words at the end of the game. You have Josh Jacobs frustrated and saying it's up to other people to figure this out. Jimmy G, he's going to be back next year. He shouldn't be just because where the contract is, you know, I think they'll get out of it after this season. This team, you got three top 20 players and Adam's probably gone at the end of this year because he'll ask for a trade. Jacob's probably gone at the end of the year because McDaniels values running back by committee, not an individual running back. At least you got Max Crosby. He's a stud. I think he was ranked like 12th or 13th on that top 100 list. He's still underrated. That dude, or maybe was 17th, but that dude is just an absolute dog in the NFL. But this feels like it was rock bottom last night. It did, but they somehow have three wins. And if they end up with six wins... I don't know. I think it would have to Lipstick be something. on a pig? Yeah. I think it has to be something where they win, like, one more game the rest of the season, and then they get rid of him. I, I don't think, you know, winning three or four games, and they win six or seven games, then 
they keep him, I think, unfortunately. <laughs> is this Tommy DeVito against Jimmy G next week? I know there's some reports that maybe Daniel Jones is coming back. We got Raiders and Giants, 425 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Who's watching that game? And then the week after, it's Jets on Sunday night football. Yeah, but at least, though, well, at least the Jets are a little Zach better. Wilson. At least the Jets are four and three. They'll be coming off the Chargers game. We'll see what happens. At least they got a good defense. But you still have to play Miami and Kansas. Oh, you got Miami and Kansas City back-to-back weeks. And you still have Kansas City another time. You haven't even played Kansas City twice this year. This is correct. Yep. And they're going to be PO'd. (laughs) How many wins the rest of the way the Raiders get? Just real quickly, give me win-loss. I say two. Two more wins. Giants? I think they could beat the Giants. All right, there's one. Jets? No. Dolphins? No. Kansas City? No. Bye week. I would say you can't lose the bye week, but the Raiders usually lose the bye week. Uh, Vikings? Uh, no cousins now. I say win. Chargers. No. Chiefs. No. Colts. Mm. Daniel's got one. Win uh, one for the old Gipper. E. I, I say no. And then the Broncos. Uh, they'll split. They already beat the Broncos. They'll lose the second one. So you you have them at five wins. Yeah. Ooh, that's a that's a dreadful dreadful. It's a dreadful bad one. bad year. And then finally, Ron Rivera. His seat's the hottest. We all know he's going to get fired at the end of the year. And they really waved the white flag today, which I can't fault them for in getting rid of Montez Sweat and Chase Young. So those are my hot seat rankings right now. Belichick at five, Todd Bowles four, Eberflus three, McDaniels two, and Ron Rivera one. We'll take a break. When we come on back, the biggest beef in the last 24 hours on the internet. It's Dabo Sweeney against a fan. We'll react next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and one out. Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. So busy sports night last evening. We had the final game of week eight where Stu's Raiders just got destroyed and embarrassed on national television against the Detroit Lions. And good for the Lions to continue their winning ways and bounce back after a bad defeat to the Ravens and You look in the NFC, the Eagles are definitely one. I still think many people would suggest that the 49ers are the second best team in the NFC. But from a record standpoint, when you look at the schedule the rest of the way and where the Lions are, the Lions have a good chance to maybe be the two seed in the NFC uh, with a lot of winnable games still on their schedule. They don't have many tough games remaining. So you'll also look at the Seahawks too um, inside that NFC. And that's 
you know, Dallas as well. You're not going to throw out the Cowboys, but we're going to find out what the Cowboys are a little bit more this weekend when they go to South Philadelphia and square up against the Philadelphia Eagles. And they've had some success against the Eagles through the last few years. They've got annihilated by the San Francisco 49ers, but I think the Cowboys still have that stench of being a good team, just stuck on being a good team, and they're not ready to take that next step to elite and being a great team. But that's kind of the field in the NFC where you don't trust anyone in the NFC South. Just inside the North, it's the Lions. In the East, yeah, sure, Eagles won. You know, Cowboys are the second-best team in the NFC East. And then the NFC West, it's the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. So you had that Monday night football game, good win for the Lions. Then you had the World Series where the first two games, the Diamondbacks choked game one. Then in game two, the Diamondbacks annihilated the Rangers. And last night in game three, Max Scherzer starts, then takes himself out of the game because of the injury. And the Rangers, even though the Diamondbacks got some crappy calls by the umpires, especially what should have been ball four and would have been a leadoff walk in the ninth inning, the Rangers take uh, game three. So that that series is two games to one in favor of the Rangers. And you had a little hockey uh, on last night, too. I'm a big hockey fan. And my New York hockey Rangers, they wrapped up a road trip and got a winner by Mika Zibanejad in overtime. And the Rangers uh, go 5-0 and on that road trip. And they're coming back for Thursday up against the Carolina Hurricanes at the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. So when I had, I have a two TV set up in my apartment. It's, I have like more TVs than apartment space actually in New York City. So on one TV, I had uh, the Rangers. The other TV, I had the football. And then on my laptop, I did have the baseball on. And I see this story pop up that Dabo Sweeney got into it with a caller on his radio show. And I'm thinking to myself, How dumb can Dabo be? And you know me. The last few years, and it really started in 2021, and I got dragged on a message board, a Clemson message board. But I called out Dabo. I said Dabo is arrogant, and Dabo is failing to adapt with how football should be played at the time and how the college landscape is shifting towards in 2021, and it's only got worse. Like, that offense was putrid. The recruiting wasn't good. They weren't able to get the most out of DJ Uyunglele with poor play calling and pedestrian play calling, and the offensive line was terrible. And then you see with NIL and the transfer portal pop up, Dabo has one player on the roster this year through the transfer portal. And he made fun of name, image, and likeness, saying, oh, our program was built off God's name, image, and likeness. So Dabo Sweeney, who has been one of the creme de la creme coaches in college football, right? He has been to the top. He has been at the pinnacle of the sport. Until Kirby Smart came along, he was the one guy that consistently challenged Nick Saban and did overtake, at times, Nick Saban in the sport. But the last two, three years, Clemson has lost their way. Where the standard for Clemson isn't just winning the ACC, and they're not going to win the ACC this year. The standard's getting to the college football playoff and being a force. And, like, I remember I was talking to Isaiah Simmons this past year at the Super Bowl, and Isaiah Simmons said, how could you say Clemson's taking a step back? And I said, because the standard for Clemson is to get to a college football playoff and win a national championship. Now, that's not going to happen every year. And Dabo's still a coach that did so much for Clemson. I'm not saying you got to move on from him, but he needs to adapt if he wants to take that next step. Like, for example, look at the legendary Mike Krzyzewski. Coach K immediately refused 
one and dones. Hated one and dones. Didn't believe in them. Then you don't win for a few years. You get embarrassed a little bit. People start questioning the great Mike Krzyzewski, Coach K, because they expect a certain standard all the way up here. And then what does Coach K do? He adapts. He gets one and dones. He wins a national championship again. So that's what Dabo has to do. Even though Dabo, at times, is pouting, crying, stomping his feet like a five-year-old, he needs to get with the times and embrace NIL and the transfer portal. And if he doesn't, he will be a dinosaur. He will be archaic. And he will be someone that you go, oh, that's what Dabo Sweeney used to do. Not what Dabo Sweeney will continue to do into the future being a winning head football coach. So I'm seeing this fight back and forth last night without hearing the audio. And just by reading the quotes, my immediate reaction was, and sometimes you do that, right? You see something and then you hear it and it's a totally different opinion. But at first I'm like, how dumb is Dabo to get into it with the fan? But then after I heard the audio, I turned on the fan and was actually Team Dabo, and I'm never in the last two, three years Team Dabo. So let's start this off. It's it's a it's long audio. It is a long call, and then it's a long response by Dabo Sweeney. We tried to truncate it a little bit. Here is just the caller. I believe his name is Tyler to Dabo Sweeney's radio show. Why are we paying you $11.5 million to go 4-4? Four and four? And it's not just this year. This Tyler. Hey, Tyler. I've listened to enough of you, Tyler. Listen, you can you can have all your opinions that you want. All right, I don't know how old you are. Don't really care. All right, but let me tell you something. Um, we won 11 games last year, and you're part of the problem. To be honest with you, because that is part of the problem. It's people like you that do that. All you do is ex- the appreciation. The expectation is greater than the appreciation, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. Is this a bad year? Is this a – yeah, and it's my responsibility. Take 100% responsibility for it. But all this bull crap you're thinking, all these narratives you read, listen, man, you can have your opinion all you want, and you can apply for the job, <laughs> and good luck to you. All right? We've won so much that even when we – it used to be the funds and the winning. Now even when you win, people like you complain. So a nice little back and forth. There was a, it was about like a minute question. And to Dabo's credit, he let the caller, until cutting him off after like a minute, get most of what he wanted to say on the radio show. And the caller sounded like a jackass because he's like, oh, a lot of what you're saying reminds me a lot from the Tommy Bowden days. And it's just like, yo, he has won two national championships there. And I've been critical of Dabo. And he's been um, arrogant. He's been obnoxious. But the guy... You can't take away from what he did. And the simple reason why he's getting paid $11.5 million is because no one talked about Clemson. He not only made Clemson relevant, he made Clemson one of the best programs in the country. So that's why he's getting paid like that. Now, if he continues to do this, what he's done this year, they've already lost a a bunch of games, then yeah, eventually that is going to wear off. But imagine being a caller. And you call in and you say, like, why are you getting paid $11.5 million? And I thought it was disrespectful, not pressuring the coach and asking him a question, but you basically have dismissed everything Dabo Sweeney has done. And that's coming from someone who is as critical as critical could be of Dabo 
and believes Dabo needs to adapt. Now, let's get the second audio clip in here. This is more from the response of Dabo Sweeney. And I'm where I am because I've worked my ass off every single day. And I ain't going to let some smart-ass kid get on this phone and create this stuff. So if you got a problem with that, I don't care. All right? I work for, for the Board of Trustees, the President, and the AD. And if they're tired of me leading this program, all they got to do is let me know. I'll go somewhere else where there is an appreciation. We've won two national championships. Clemson went 35 years, all right, probably since before you were born, your whole freaking life. And we've won two in seven years, and we earned it. But you know, I'm not going to sit here and let you call. I don't give a crap how much money I make. You ain't going to talk to me like I'm, like I'm 12 years old. Be freaking kidding me. Now, I will say I do believe the caller was a little bit older than what Dabo is making it out to be because he was referencing some things before Dabo Sweeney even got there. But with that being said, the only criticism I'll make of Dabo, and I'm more team Dabo here, I'm okay with firing back. I'm okay with the response. It didn't need to go for five, six minutes. But he's annoyed because for the first time in a long time, or maybe ever, people are questioning Dabble. Like, it's one thing when he gets hired, and everyone's like, who the heck is this? It's the worst hire ever, blah, 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 with the articles that were written. But to the level that he's got and to the top of the mountain where he's been, now, deservedly so, people are trying to knock him down. Now, this guy's not a trash football coach. I just still ranked him inside the top five of coaches in college football. But if you don't embrace NIL, if you don't embrace the transfer portal, you're going to go further and further down that list. So Dabo's clearly agitated and it seems like he's agitated with a lot of the fan base because a few weeks ago, he's like, well, maybe you need to lose more games, to jump off the bandwagon and get a lot of fans off the bandwagon. I don't think that's a smart thing to say. I think that was a stupid comment by Dabo, but here it is once again, him showing his sensitivities to the issue. So with that going viral last night, Dabo made available today, uh, probably for one of his weekly press conferences since it's a Tuesday here was Dabo Sweeney talking about the incident today at his presser. There are many people wondering what triggered last night a great deal of emotion. For well, I mean, I had some idiot uh, go Old Testament <laughs> on me, and he got an Old Testament response. What else is there to add? What else is there to add? I'm going to fight for this program. People hijack the phone call. They want to hear themselves talk. That's why most coaches around the country don't take calls. That reason right there. But uh, I know who I am. I've never flinched, and I ain't going to flinch now. So I'm, I'm glad we played that because I almost forgot when I'm listening to it last night and the caller was going on and on and on and he was bloviating. He just wouldn't shut up. It was like, all right, ask the question for crying out loud. But the caller starts saying, Dabo, I appreciate you being a man of faith. And he's like, have you heard this chapter, this verse in the Bible, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what are we doing here? We're talking to a football coach. I know Dabo is a religious guy, but he was then making it out to be a religious quote and then correlating it to football. <laughs> and that did, and I think maybe that's what really got underneath Dabo's skin. Because when they say you're a bad football coach, then to try to use the Bible against you, that's what probably did set Dabo off looking back at it. But the entire thing, the call went on for way too long. The response went on for way too long. And I'm okay with Dabo responding. And showing a little intensity, a little fire, that's good. But ultimately, for the 9,000th time in this segment, if you want Clemson to get back or to be better, you got to adapt with the times. And ultimately, Dabo needs to get that. And we'll see what happens this offseason with the transfer portal 
and also NIL. All right, it is Zach Gilb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Let's get the latest CBS Sports Radio update in with the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Time for your daily news brief. We get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. Let's start out with Dan Campbell, the head football coach of the Detroit Lions. And this is Dan Campbell on the win against the Las Vegas Raiders to wrap up week eight on Monday Night Football. The most important thing uh, about this game was us getting our identity back. And uh, that was what all the work was, that we put in this week was about. The whole focus was about getting back to what we do. And, and that was the most important thing. And that really showed through today. Was it perfect? It wasn't perfect. But ultimately, we got what I wanted to get out of it. That's good. You could only go up against the opponent that's on your schedule. But I don't think that solves any of the questions about the Lions where... Yeah, we all know they're going to win their first division title for the first time since 1993. We'll see if they're going to win a playoff game for the first time since 1991. But you look at their schedule this year up against the quote-unquote better teams, you haven't fared well. Where you lost to Seattle and you lost to the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I know the Lion fan is going to say, but we beat the Chiefs. You did. Congratulations. Game one. That's a Chiefs team without Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones. Now, you can only play who you play when you play them. So, you did beat Kansas City. That's a factual statement. Kansas City also just lost to the Denver Broncos. And now we're wondering how good they are, even though I still think they're the best team in the AFC. But you look at their schedule the rest of the way. Bye week, you play the Chargers. A mild reaction, you win that game. It's all right. Bears stink. Packers stink. Saints are eh. Bears stink. Broncos stink. 
You play the Vikings twice, and you get a good opponent in the Cowboys. But you may not get a great opponent again until the playoffs. Let's go to Daniel Jones. He was doing his weekly spot on the Up and Adams show with Kay Adams. Here is Daniel Jones on the current status of his health. Feeling good. Feeling better. Uh, yeah, clear. So ready to go and, and uh, you know, go through the week and, and uh, get ready to play on Sunday. So seems like Daniel Jones is going to return and the plan is for him to return. But a few weeks ago, they were saying that he was going to be back and then he wasn't back and He's missed uh, the last few games, so we'll see if he ends up playing this upcoming weekend up against Stu's Las Vegas Raiders. See, Stu, it always go back to your football team. Let's go to Mac Jones. He was on Sports Radio WEEI in Boston, and Mac Jones was commenting on his young receivers after Kendrick Bourne is lost for the season with the torn ACL. Really want them to take advantage of the opportunity, and um, I've seen Booty play you know in college and worked with him early in training camp and in the first game and stuff and I have a lot of confidence in him and um, same thing with Taekwon. Taekwon you know he's from Florida I've seen him play in high school I've seen him play in college and I've been really impressed with what he's done in the NFL he just needs a an opportunity and um, I believe in a lot of those guys and like I said I want to grow with the young players see what we can do to kind of you know build for the future too. Oh Mac I hate to break it to you. What else are you going to say? But you're not going to be in the future playing. The Patriots should play all their young guys right now because they stink. The tank is back on. They're projected to have a top five draft pick. Good job that they had a touchdown right out of the gate and they lost up against the Miami Dolphins. I did not want to see another effort like they had up against the Buffalo Bills where they ended up winning the game because I've made this as clear as clear could be. I want the Patriots to lose as many games as possible this year because I want that next game-changing quarterback and I want the number one overall pick. Here is Arthur Smith when asked about Desmond Ritter starting this week. Remember, last week, Desmond Ritter left with an injury. Taylor Heineke came in. They didn't win the game, but the offense played better. Here is the coach of the Atlanta Falcons. If Des is healthy, does he start this week? I got to see where he's at. That's all the best I can give you. I got to see where he's at. I can see if that's the best thing for this team this week. Obviously, it's not something I'm concerned long term. He's done a lot of good things, but we got to find a way to go win this game. And sometimes it has nothing to do with just, just medically. It's everything else. Goes with it. So then the answer is, I don't know. That sounded more like a no than a yes. But he didn't want to say yes in that situation when asked if he is cleared to play. And if Desmond Ritter is healthy, will he play? It's a yes or no question. There was a lot of gray there. And there was a lot of non-commitment and a non-committal answer there. I lean more towards that they're going to start Taylor Ham Heineke this weekend. And they should start. Taylor Ham Heineke this weekend because he was good last week and he played well and you're going up against a Vikings team where the defense has improved but offensively they're going to be trotting out Jaron Hall once again even though they just acquired Josh Dobbs today at the trade deadline from the Arizona Cardinals let's go to Lane Kiffin Ole Miss hottie toddy they play A&M this weekend here is Lane Kiffin when asked about being in the top 10 for three straight years well I think that's kind of neat to I guess three straight years to be in the top 10, but it doesn't matter to me except for what you finish. So it's good that it brings attention to the program and um, to be able to do that, um, especially as you're going against a program that normally you would think would be the team in the top 10 three years in a row with their roster. Though what really matters is where you finish at the end of the year. You know, we try to, you know, achieve our goals and not let others achieve their goals. I mean, um, I read where Jimbo said their goal is to be bowl eligible. So if we can get in the way of that, that would be good um, for us too. 
A&M is 5-3. Ole Miss is 7-1. It's been another disappointing year for A&M. I kind of like that dry shade that Jimbo kind of threw in there at the end. And I did not hear the quote from Jimbo, but if that's true that Jimbo said with this team this year, the goal is just to be bowl eligible, maybe that was like a start and there's like two or three other goals. But if the goal is just to be bowl eligible at A&M and that's an actual quote what Jimbo said, yeah, that's another reason why he should no longer be the coach of the A&M Aggies. Let's go to Corey Seager on the team's mentality last night. It was 1-1, back and forth series, and now the Rangers are up two games to one. We've preached about this all year. You know, it's a pass the baton mentality for us. Um, you don't always have to be the guy that day, um, and that's comforting. You know, that, that takes stress off people, and we've done, a, we've done a good job of that, and we're hoping to continue to do it. And let's go to the Diamondbacks manager, Tori Lavelle, on some of the missed calls by the umpires last night. There were missed calls. They got to tighten it up. Just this the same as every, I'd say that to everybody. But I will say this, that the umps are doing their absolute best. Hmm. Um, ball's moving at high velocities. It's, it's getting manipulated at home plate. But, yeah, there, there were some um, calls that didn't go our way today. Was that the difference in the game? I, I don't know. I don't think so. That's a fair answer. What else are you going to say? Then you're just going to end up getting fined. But in the final inning, in the bottom of the ninth, that should have been a, a leadoff walk. That was ball four. Instead, they call it a strike, and then the uh, batter got out right after that. Mentally, they were saying on the broadcast, tough to recover when you think you should be on first base, and then you go, oh, wait, now I got to try to make up for it, but you're still thinking about the missed call that was ended up calling a strike when you should have been awarded first base and got ball four. All righty, Zach Gilb Show, CBS Sports Radio. We'll talk some hours on the Cardinals when we come on back as we got one more hour to play on this Halloween. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.